0: this is Rashawn slater first round draft pick for the la chargers and you're listening to the charged up bolts podcast bolt up
1: hey bolt fam happy new year um although if you're a la chargers fan which you probably will be listen to this podcast it's not that much of a happy new year um i'm your host john was jr we've we've had a couple of weeks off but i'm back with uh, a couple of my buddies Dan King, just up the road. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. It's cold, isn't it? How are you doing? Cold. It is cold. It's January. You know, we shouldn't expect anything less. Uh, Over there in in Tejas with all his new Chargers merch, John Ayers, how's it going, buddy?
0: Oh, you know, just living the dream here. Living
1: the dream. Ah, Well, there's laughs, there's smiles, but the Chargers closed out the season miserably with one win in their last nine games. Um, an absolute disaster of a season at 5-12. and 12, And I'm going to lay it out there right now. In my opinion, this has been the worst season we've had in 15 years, purely because of the talent that was available um, at the start of the season. Um, new offensive coordinator, new hope, absolute Disaster and arguably capped off. The disaster was capped off by that horrendous 63 21 trouncing to the Raiders. Good Lord. This is definitely a season never to look back on, John, in terms of the fan base. Um, clearly, the um, ownership have lurked from it because they, they sacked the GM and head coach uh, a few weeks ago. But <laughs> God, I don't know where to start. I mean, Another another disastrous season, buddy. How are you grading it?
0: With a big side, does that count? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean it. It was it was not good. It was it was poorly managed. Uh, I, I I feel like a lot of players regressed this year. Not not very much development. Injuries. Uh, just, I just can't, I, I just can't wrap my head around it being this bad. Like I, I figured that they would be a fringe playoff team, and maybe we'd get heartbroken, and they would, you know, barely miss it again, and then say we get fired that way. I didn't think it would be a disaster of a season, an embarrassment uh, in Las Vegas, and a coach fired midseason for the first time since like 1990 four or five or whatever it was i don't even remember um just like it i mean it was you couldn't you really couldn't script it to go much worse herbert was injured bosa was injured mike williams injured like you couldn't script it much worse right uh, oh also this was the all-in year and we have one of the worst cap situations of any team going yep. into the offseason and uh and we have nothing to show for any of that so
1: 34.8 million projected cap over the top
0: that's that's good thing that's that's good that's fun so and we'll see i don't know if that number's been adjusted i know there were some numbers that were out there and then people were saying oh it could be worse because the cap number might be less than what we well everybody was projecting so it could be worse than that i don't know i don't even want to think about that right now It's, it's not my problem um so it's just it was overall disappointing season. Tough to see this team with you know so much promise and so much like, hey, you know, there's there's upward trend here. It's tough to see them just nosedive so so badly.
1: Yeah, it's pr- pretty gut wrenching. I mean, Dan, how how are you grading this uh season? It's a- I think Dan's got some technical issues there. We there. Go. I mean, yeah, is... before, before you before you before you actually start, it's been a rough house, hasn't it, for for you you and your good lady wife? For the, in the oh NFL. yeah, God. God, what a go we've
2: had of it this year, hey? Eh? Combined, what seven wins? Um, two new head coaches needed, um, but at least whilst whilst we did lose our starting quarterback. He didn't get sacked sixty-two times, so you know, silver linings. But God, has it been a a struggle? A struggle. I think it's been awful. It's been just underwhelming. So much talent, so little output from that. There's been a couple of bright sparks, of course. Like we can't like ignore the individual success that one or two players have had, but it is one or two. Not 51 and 52, or even yeah. 21 and 22. So it's, um, yeah,
1: it's, I, it's I been think a mixed we'll see bag even, of
2: nonsense and trash.
1: I think, I think what's even more frustrating, you've got 14 teams now, you know, ice baths, you know, getting out the tape, plenty of tape on there on the opposition getting ready for uh, January football. And then there's there's 18 teams are, are already looking for a reset. We do know that we've got the fifth overall pick of the 2024 draft. I've said this, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference because I think we've got a lot of holes to fill this season. So, you know, here we are on the 9th of January. We kind of think as a trio that um, Bill Belichick might move to... Um, the Falcons. Mike Vrabel might move up to New England, Um, which doesn't really, if that was to happen, it means that Bill Belichick isn't coming to the charges. I'm not a fan of that. because I think we need some, we need some energy, lots of energy, but lots of experience as well. Um, Jim Arborg won the national championship uh, about 48 hours ago. John, he's, I've read there's a 10-year, $125 million deal on the table for, for Jim. Now, whether or not he wants to continue uh, in 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 collegiate football, you know, will he want to take that step back into the NFL? And here's the thing. You've already touched on this. We've got a massive problem of resetting the, the, the roster. Salary needs sorting out, you know, do we bring in Khalil Mack? Who's had a, do we bring him back? He's had a phenomenal year. You know, we've got some high payers. We've got some high-risk players. The likes of uh, Mike Williams that can't stay healthy, you know. The I think the arguably the biggest pro plus of of the Chargers is Justin Herbert. But John, I mean, do do you think we'll get Harbaugh? Is he the man you want? What does it What does the future look like here now in early January?
0: Well, I am on full scale Harbaugh watch right now. Just so you know, i yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm deep in all the conspiracy theories. I'm deep in all the rumor mills. Um, I mean, a lot of highly credible uh, sources, you know, NFL media outlets, you know, the and individual, individual reporters, a lot of them are standing behind the story that they're people that they know close to Harbaugh or things that they know are saying that he wants to come back to the NFL. You know, his contract with the, uh, um with michigan that he has not signed yet by the way um has a no nfl writer for for at least a a year or so on it so one of the reasons he hasn't signed that is because he's obviously still interested in the idea of coming back to the nfl he's got that in his back pocket right it's not going anywhere they're not going to retract it it's it's there right so he has that um you know so he in a sense he has carte blanche of whatever jobs he'd be in, most interested in, in, in taking over so I, I do think that that is a real thing um i mean there's a lot of you can read in you can read all the tea leaves you want statements he makes um someone even said that they were talking you know there was an interview with his father Harbaugh's father and Harbaugh's father was asked you know hey what's what's next for your son you know as you're going to the nfl and his father was saying hey he's just look he he's right now you know just trying to decide on what his next challenge is going to be right now that's ominous it could be his next challenge could be going for a repeat right that his ch- next challenge could be going back to the nfl i mean there's a lot of stories and a lot of people have have come out and said that he's always wanted to win that super bowl he didn't get it done in san francisco and he still wants has that hunger for a super bowl so you know now would be the time for him to make that move He's you know he has the choice of wherever he wants to go. He's the hottest coaching hire. I think I think he does make the move. I think I, I do. I don't think he's going back to college. I think he's going back to the NFL. And honestly, everything seems to point to the Chargers, right? It it really feels like they're 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 higher to miss, right? So you know I I don't know where the front office's mind is at. I don't know how they're going to look at this. They've said that it has you know that they're. Going to do things differently. They said that they're not going to put any money restrictions on the hire. So, you know, it, it, it's, I have no idea. Um, you know, they've got a laundry list of, of coaching candidates that they've already um, added to their interview list. Coincidentally, with the exception of one, all of them are playoff teams, meaning they can't even interview them for a week, coincidentally, meaning plenty of time. Um, there is the interesting, there is reports that he, they've already met with Harbaugh. He was in LA for the Rose bowl the other week, but, uh, or a couple weeks ago. And while he was there, he was originally slated to have all their practices at the sports, uh, infinity sports, whatever, you know, where they used to yep. play. And yep. then at, and then suddenly kind of, in a sense, unplanned, he moves, uh, their last few practices to SoFi. So, reports are he they moved the practice so far, and he used that as time to meet with the Chargers brass. So, it's very hard to feel like the Chargers are not going after this. And if it, it, ultimately, if they don't get him, I truly believe that they want him. I truly believe that they want a big hire. I truly believe that they want to make a name for themselves in LA and say, "Look, we're not the same franchise that is doing it. We, we're making the big swing." I really believe that. I think last year was a sign that they're willing to make big swings. In my opinion. So, I think that they're ready for it and I think that if, if they don't get Harbaugh at this point, it's because of two reasons. One, he wanted to go back to college or two, he thought there was a better op- he he preferred a different opportunity. I don't think it's because they're going to shy away from it. I don't think it's because they're not going to give him the offer that he wants. I think I think it's because he will have chosen a different path. So, we'll see how that we'll see how that goes out.
1: Come on, Dan. What's the tea leaves uh, reading for yourself?
2: So um, I do think that it's it's the charges uh, higher to miss, as John said. But I I do have to worry that John Spanos would be like, oh yeah, it's uh, higher to miss. Well, hold my beer. Um, <laughs> but there's there's a lot that makes sense. I mean, he's what he coached at the University of San Diego, then revitalized stanford then got his dream job in michigan and after after the super bowl with the with the niners there's like 9 years he's been in michigan that's not i know i remember not, when he left the league he was like yeah and they they had that season of um they had they had a season all or nothing uh, on michigan wolverines yep. on amazon way back when when like yeah. Rashawn Gary and Donovan Peoples Jones were playing. Um and um yeah it's he's had nine years there. He could he could do whatever he wants in Michigan probably. Um maybe get, become get like a, a case governor to <laughs> <laughs> um but I do think I do think the NFL is is calling. I think there's there's too much like there's too much noise around it for it to be nothing. Be it the Chargers the Raiders. I mean, he was what he was quarterback's coach, was it? Or was it yeah, he was quarterback's coach for the Raiders for one year, uh, way back when? Right when he started off. Um so after, after, did...
0: after being a quarterback for the Chargers, let's not forget. Yeah, that.
2: after being a quarterback for the Chargers, yes. It was it was what it was the was it the Bears and then the Chargers? Um uh, yeah, Bears and Chargers. And so Chicago, LA—I was about to say Oakland, uh, Las Vegas. There's 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 options, but I do think that LA is the is the call there. Um, it's just we have gotta wait and see that we don't
1: charger it. Well, that 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 is highly likely. So, I, can I, it, I just
0: want to add one more point. I want to add one oh, point to this, and this is like oh. you know. This is like space brain, like, you know, pol- political ideology thing. But like, here's the, thing. the Chargers, I know they're usually a very quiet franchise, but they're not going to sit there and let all of these rumors percolate and all this Harbaugh perfect for the Chargers, Harbaugh, you know, there's, there's mutual interest between the two. They want to let all these stories sit out there and continue to build just to not hire him. You know what I mean? Like. They, I mean, I believe that they do want Harbaugh and I do, I believe that they do believe that they are in the driver's seat. I I believe that. And one of my reasons is because if they thought that they weren't, if they had met with him and decided, you know what, he's just too much, you know, we don't want to give up control like we've had in the past, supposedly. Um, Again, these are all unfounded rumors of how much control they've had and how much say they've had, but um you know if they if if the spanos still want to be in control and they want the same structure as before where the gm is in charge and the coach is working with the gm right versus having the coach kind of be the end all be all which is what harbaugh would want he wants to control the program um you know i feel like if if they were not in on board with that or they felt like it was a real risk that he wouldn't go there i feel like they would be starting to spread rumors of like uh, you know, like making sta- making bold statements of, you know, we have a list of candidates and we're going to go through the entire process and, you know, we're not going to jump on anyone. Like, I feel like they would be like trying to at least dampen down the noise with that, you know, BS PR stuff or, or, or circulating rumors elsewhere, right, to try to like combat all this press. But they have not. They have not come out and said, you know, oh, we're not investigating Harbaugh. Or, oh, we're not like, you know, like, oh, we're, you know, they haven't even come out and said, hey, we're, we're doing a thorough process here. We're going to give everybody a shot before we make a decision. They haven't said any of that. They've been quiet. And they've let all this Harbaugh stuff build. You know, either it's really stupid to let all that play out and then come out and go, oh, we weren't going to hire him anyways, which would be insanely stupid from a PR perspective. Or they truly believe that they have the driver's seat of hiring the guy that they want. So I'm going to skew optimist here and believe that they do believe that they are in the driver's seat with Harbaugh. So that's where my head's at.
1: So I'll, I'll take that. I'll I'll be happy. I'd be more than happy if uh, Jim Harbaugh came in, but I, this is, this is a new territory for me, John. Um, I'm not sure if it is for you. I can't remember the last time when the Chargers were required to hire a, a GM and a head coach the same year. And Dan and I talked about this a few weeks ago, Jim Harbaugh, sits down with with the owners and says okay I'm interested who are you bringing as your gm because that has to be compatible the gm and the head coach they don't have to be best friends um you know they need to be on the same page uh but I think if there's if there's any headbutt, any conflicts there of of personality it's not going to work so I think jim harborg must be saying you know can I can I recommend someone I don't know I don't know how much control he'll want um and I think that's going to be the difference between bringing in a a veteran coach like Jim or if you went for someone I know um and I I'd be quite happy to take him uh Ben Johnson the the Lions offensive coordinator has been touted as a potential um target now I, I'm saying this that Johnson won't have as much say as he won't have as much currency, should I say, as Jim Harbaugh. So therefore, you know, someone like Ben Johnson, if he's keen to work with Herbert, he's keen to rebuild the franchise, might just accept what he's getting in terms of, of the GM. So I think that there's lots of uh, permutations out there. There's there's lots of ifs and buts, lots of lots of moving parts, and I think it all makes for an interesting scenario. But I do take your point, John. You know, the Chargers' ownership haven't come out to to sort of throw any water on the on the flames that are starting to now spread in in terms of the, the you know the rumors that Jim Harbaugh could head towards uh, could head west and back into the NFL with the LA Chargers. Um, it, it, you'd be you'd be kind of crazy not to want to work with Justin Herbert. Look, let, let's put it another way: if this is the LA Chargers. And we haven't got Justin Herbert, we just got Eastern stick, and then a head coach is going, Well, actually, I've got all these problems. I've got I've got a salary cap issue, and now I'm heading to the draft needing a quarterback, which you could probably get a decent one at pick five next year. That's not the case, you know. Herbert hasn't had a great season and he wasn't great last year. He, he sort of regressed, but I think there's 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 reasons for that. You know, he played with two busted fingers for a start this year. Um, he's had he's had issues up front, you know. When we lost Lindsley, we've looked like a different team in, in the in the trenches. Uh, and these are not all excuses; Th- these are facts. You know, um, I was only saying in my uh, fantasy league the other day. It's, it's ironic that the two highest paid uh, players in the NFL are both injured and never completed the season. That's just football for you. It's it's a violent sport. But I think if we get Jim Harborg, I think. One, well, Dan, do you think it will raise expectations even more than what we're already used to in recent seasons?
2: I mean, the expectations have been fairly wild and high, so I don't know that expectations could go above and beyond what was like the charges of the Super Bowl darlings that everyone has like two years ago when Staley was like entering his second season and then. Even this year, people expected a lot more of the charges. I think it gets to a point where people will start being like, well, I'm not going to expect like amazing straight away. Um, now, of course, that is true from people who are more realist, but you'll always have that section of the media who want to be sensationalist and kind of... Point to the well, you need to have immediate success. You've got this minimal window with her, but you need to win, win, win. Um, which is true, but I don't, I don't, I know personally, I don't have any expectations of being um, competitive at the higher end for a couple of years. But um, well, depending on what we do at number five, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I that was looked- very
2: nearly I- a number six. Just...
1: <laughs> well, it could have been a number four and, and it not been for Arizona. Matt Prater missing that field goal and numpty. But, you know, if you look at this season, John, as a head coach, you're the head coach now of the LA Chargers. And look at our record. <laughs> and look, looking at the, uh, looking at our season record. Let's be honest. Our last victory was a six to zip victory over New England. We didn't beat any teams with a winning record. It's been again. pretty atrocious Again, it's been pretty atrocious. No where touchdowns do you even- in the last two games. Was it? Yeah. I mean, where where do you even start? Where do you even start? Do you have? Do you get players in in on a one to one? Do you get them in as groups? Do you get them in as a free for all? Do you get the coaches in? I mean, where do you even start?
0: Hey, this is why you need somebody who has a plan, right? And someone who saw what happened, understood the understood the failures. And has a plan to correct those, right? And I think the first thing you do when you start like this is you say, "Look, I don't care. I don't care what you did yesterday. I don't care what the old coach said. I don't care about any of that crap, right? I don't care how many Pro Bowls you have. I don't care. I don't care about anything. This is day one of this of my of my program, right? This is how we're running. shit I have a plan? I have a vision. If you follow this vision, it will work. Here's why, right? And I. I tell them what it is, I sell them on it. And anybody who has any problem with it, they're gone. This is my program, right? And here's the great thing about coming into a situation like this. Obviously the cap situation is not ideal, right? You're gonna have to make some tough choices, but you know what? Business decisions are business decisions, right? They gotta be made. You come in and I, even if Harbaugh comes in, given what's gonna have to happen, to clean up the mess. I don't know if you would say Harbaugh's on like a year one, he's got to make the playoffs or, you know, I don't even know if that's going to be the expectation. I think year one is, you know, have a winning record, right? Go from losing record to winning record, right? And you can do that and clean house. You can still do that, right? They have the talent, they have the bones in a sense, right? They talk about houses. When you look at a house, you say, oh, you know the house looks like a disaster because of this this or that but it's got good bones i can work with it right i think the charges have some good bones and i think the coaches have comes and says look we can turn this around it's not going to be a overnight but if you put in the work and you trust in me and you follow the pl- path we can do it that's what i would do right and i would use year one as an opportunity to really like you know start making it my my program and then year two embed that program and to be honest that would be ideal scenario you got a top five pick this year maybe you're not great, but you end up with a middle round pick next year to supplement, right? That's two pretty solid draft classes plus veterans and a, and a, you reset your cap number and you spend some money that year too, you have a real opportunity to make some noise, right? And I think that's the plan. That's the plan going in. You sell everybody on that plan and you, know, you go with it. Now it's a lot harder for someone who's unproven to do that, right? Someone who hasn't had the success, these young OCs and DCs that they're potentially bringing in. That's, that's gonna be tough. It's gonna be really tough for them to sell, sell an idea like that, which is why I think the turnaround needs a, a more veteran voice. Now, am I gonna go cry if they hire, you know, like you said, Ben Johnson You know, from the line? I, I'm not gonna cry about that. I think that would be a great hire. Now it's gonna be tough sledding. It's gonna be tough sledding for a young guy like that to come in and try to turn things around It's not impossible, right? So, I mean, I think that's what I what you have to do. You just have to say, look, forget everything; it's trash. This is day one. This is who we are, and this is what we're going to be moving forward. Either get on board or get out.
1: Yeah, I, agreed. I mean, you you, you know, look look plays a big part in, in sport. Uh, probably none more so than the NFL, where there's lots of contentious decisions, as we've already spoke about. Matt Prater converts that field goal uh, in Week 18, and um, Arizona when we might get the fourth overall pick, but we don't seem to make our own look. And I think, John, your point about taking a young head coach, maybe it is too much of an uphill battle. But then if you look at somebody like, the uh, somebody like, um, oh, I forgot his name, Dan Campbell, Lions, okay? People just thought they were literally throwing someone to Lions, pardon the pun, when he took that job. And look what he's achieved, you know? <laughs> Twelve and five record—that's not luck, okay. He's 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 coming with a plan. He's got to work. He's he's fired everyone up. When everyone just thought he was just all mouth and no trousers, as a as as an old English saying goes, you know he's he's You know there was light at the end of a tunnel. He's now reached the end of that tunnel. You know the the Lions aren't necessarily going to win the Super Bowl, but they're 12 and 5 most teams in the nfl would take, yeah most people would take a 12 and 5 record at the start of the season hands down in fact all teams would that's a fact all teams would i mean looking at the look at the um there's only there's only three teams sorry there's only uh, one team that had a better record than than uh, detroit in the entire league and that's baltimore 13 and 4 you know and um oh who's, who's at a baltimore you know the, Again, he's always had, Harbourg at Baltimore's always had a, 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 a plan. Um, and this year, so far, it, it's coming off. So I do see your point. It is going to be a bit more of a, a struggle if you're bringing in uh, a a young person. But here's a que- here's a question for both of you. sparrows is a business person. There's no GM. Who's advising them at the minute?
0: Um, I mean, the last time they went through a head coaching um, search cycle, even with Telesco, they brought in like a third party to come they in. They and brought in the Disney guy, wasn't it? Iger or whatever. Not yeah, Iger, no, I the guy before him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they brought they they'll, they probably have an outside consultant working with them. I don't, I didn't, I haven't seen that, but they probably do. Or maybe, like I said, maybe it's hardball or bust, right? They don't have to interview anybody for at least a week because of the NFL's rules, right? So they go after Harba- Harbaugh. No, they hard, have done the first that's...
2: they have done the first interview for Gift Smith. Yeah. I think that's just a courtesy. I think.
0: That like, is a courtesy.
2: Yeah. You got no touchdowns in, in the <laughs> last two games, but we're gonna, we're and
0: gonna you know chat. What? <laughs> they may get they may interview um, oh, what's his face? Uh, from the Raiders. Um
1: the defensive coordinator,
0: yeah, Patrick Graham. Patrick, Patrick Graham. Graham. They may interview. They may. They may interview him, uh, because they don't have to wait because they're not in the playoffs. Um, so those two may get interviews, but everybody else they have to wait until at least after next weekend, yeah. right? So they don't have to make any decisions now. So if it is Harbaugh, which you know they can make that deal done tomorrow if they wanted to, right? Like there's no restrictions there. So I think you know I think they're in the driver's seat of we want our ball. Let's kind of see how things go. And if they don't quite go the way that they think they're going to go, then they can pivot and, you know, they can go out that. They do have a list of GM candidates that they've, that they want to interview, right? They've got, um, you know, Adam Peters from San Francisco, who's my favorite um, candidate so far. Um, Will McClary, the VP of personnel from Dallas, Terrence Gray, the uh, director of player personnel from Buffalo, Brandon Brown, the assistant GM, uh, from the Giants uh they just tapped to the assistant GM and VP from New Orleans I can't remember his name Jeff, um... um those guys are yeah so they've got all those names already tapped to to make to have interviews with so i think there's you know that they said they would be running these concurrently so i i, I believe that I be, i'm sure Ladies they're going to
2: interview for, Tom Telesco yeah.
0: Right, I mean, those are just. Anytime you interview someone from a division rival, it's one hundred percent just to get some intel. Yeah, right. Like you're just you're just trying to pull out a few trade secrets that you can potentially use for next season. Who knows? Like, I mean, I don't I don't believe any of those are for real. but...
1: I mean, there's a name we haven't mentioned. Um, I'm not a fan, but he's doing a job, Dan Quinn. Yeah, Basically, I mean, I don't. I don't I'd like, I'd like to see an offensive. I'd uh, like to see an offensive-minded head coach coming in. But uh, well,
2: we've got such key pieces on defense. They just get a defensive coordinator who's like the best in the league, and he'll make it work, right? Right. Well,
0: we want I mean, so- we want someone who's done it before a few times. You know, <laughs> the whole again, the Staley thing. People want to say, "Oh, don't hire a first-time head coach." Staley was like the greenest of green coaches, like i i get trying to find smart young coordinators to take over head coaching jobs it's worked for many franchises we see in the playoffs how many of them are smart young coordinators who got first like it works it's something you can do but pulling someone who is that young and that green as a coach was either going to look really really smart or really really dumb and as we saw it was really really dumb so i am not going to let the staley failure
2: make me go oh we can't hire a coordinator i, I don't think that's right but yeah i, I mean, think you could look at someone like jim schwartz there's another dc that isn't really i haven't seen him in any lists but mm-hmm. the browns defense raheem morris crazy. that they've
0: they're they're asking you know okay so who what's this list right the list that i have right now of confirmed interviews besides harbaugh you've got ben johnson who's an oc you've got dan quinn who's a dc ted monken the OC from Baltimore, Aaron Glenn, the DC from Detroit, Steve Wilkes, who's the OC from San Francisco and Raheem Morris, who's the DC from San Francisco. So like they're, they're looking at a mix of OCs and DCs. A lot of them have different, uh, you know, experiences, right? Raheem Morris was a head coach at one time. Um, Dan Quinn, obviously coach at one time. Steve Wilkes was interim. Um, And then you've got, you know, obviously the guys in the periphery who haven't been named but are i'm sure on the list uh, bobby slowick who's a young oc from houston i think bobby slowick would probably i'd be scared of bobby slowick to me that could be staley 2.0 because of how young he is so i might stay away from him uh but you've got mike Vrabel and bill belichick right the rumor is bill Belichick's on his way out mike Vrabel has been fired so he's available right those are two guys coming in but like again I my big worry, and I, and I kind of agree with this. If you're going to bring in Dan Quinn, who I would not have a problem with, if you're going to bring in Raheem Morris, Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick, all of them, you know, are head coaching, uh, have head coaching experience, have run great defensive coordinator programs. All of them would be very dependent on who are they bringing in as their OC, right? Because mm-hmm. you saw this, you saw it happen with uh, Dan Quinn uh, in Atlanta. Uh, you you saw it happen with Vrabel. In Tennessee, not that is necessarily a bad coach, but both of them starting their coaching careers very hot, a lot of success early, had good coordinators at on offense coordinators. Hired poor offensive coordinators after that. Teams went downhill, right? So it just shows that they have no, they, they can't lead the offensive side of the ball. They cannot. If they could, they wouldn't have let those coordinators tank their careers, right? In a sense. So that's my worry about bringing in a DC, even if he's got the head coaching thing. Is who is he going to bring as his offensive coordinator? Right? Who's he going to bring in? Who's he, who's going to fix the offense? Because that needs help, right? Do
1: you think Do you, so, you think Kellen Moore would,
0: will get get fired? Um, I think Kellen Moore. I don't know how I feel about Kellen Moore. I don't think he is going to be the head coach for the Chargers. I think that's that ship has sailed. Uh, I think he might get a chance as an, as a head coach somewhere else, probably gets a chance as an OC somewhere else, but he doesn't stay on the staff. Whoever you're bringing in is bringing in their own guys. That's just, that's just how it works in the NFL. It's, it's, you you can't really ask these coaches to hold on to high level offensive, defensive coordinator. Now, if you want them to keep on like a, like um, you know, the special teams coordinator, right. Which I would, I would because, I mean, he deserves, I mean, he's done an amazing job with this, with the unit. That might be something palatable to uh, a head coach is to keep someone like that on board for continuity reasons. But like, for the most part, those high level coaches, anyone you bring in is going to want to bring in their own guys. And frankly, I don't want to bring in a head coach who doesn't have his own OC and DC that he wants to bring in. Right. Yeah, Cause that means don't he's don't not give
2: him the restriction of saying we want you, but only if you keep this guy yeah. who kind of underperformed a bit.
0: Cause that's just another head coach that's coming in that doesn't have a full, like, this is how I want things. Right. And that's what I want for bad or for worse. I want a coach to come in and say, look, this is my plan. This is how I want to execute. Get out of my way. That's what I want as our head coach. And it's either going to go well or it's not, but that's what I want. I don't want this half measures coach. Who's willing to work with the ownership and GM to, you know, Oh, you like this coach. Okay. Let's bring them in. You know, no, 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 no. I want a coach who's got vision and says, this is my vision, and this is how I'm going to do it, I need these coaches. That's the guy I want. So whoever that is, let's, that's who I want.
1: I know on uh, Pro Football Talk, uh, Mike Florio is really laid into uh, Tennessee for releasing Mike Vrabel saying dysfunctional teams do dysfunctional things. Um, <laughs> you know, I like Vrabel. Yeah. I mean, got, he
0: needs an offensive coordinator, though. He yeah. needs an offensive coordinator. We can't be running the ball – you know, a thousand times a game. We don't have Derrick Henry. We,
2: we, we, we Although he a is a free agent. Right?
0: Good.
2: So yeah. <laughs> we could have Derrick Henry.
1: he did okay. Granted, for the last,
0: look, the last two seasons, the offense coordinator work has not been very good, but he's also been dealing with backups, right? Tannehill has been injured for the for the most part the last two seasons and, and they've struggled family. on offense. So and it's right. Tannehill, right? Like so, you know, it's it's the whole Brady, it, to me, it's like a Belichick-Brady thing, right? Like, Belichick always orchestrated amazing defenses, amazing defensive plans, and Brady propped up the offense to make it look better than it was, right? And is Justin Herbert, I mean, if you have Mike Brable and you have Justin Herbert there to prop up an offense that maybe isn't so great, maybe it works. But frankly, I don't want to be so dependent on an offensive coordinator because those are the first guys to get plucked in the coaching cycles, right? Right. Every couple of years, I don't want to be scared that the team tanks because we lost our offensive coordinator and we made we missed on the hire of the new one. So,
2: has anyone has anyone been talking about Eric Bieniemy this time around?
0: Like, um, he, his he, name
2: he, is what he's been in Washington. Rivera's gone now, but. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I they, mean, they weren't the worst. I, I'm, not, I'm not
1: convinced they weren't no. a great
2: team, but they had Sam Howell at quarterback, so mm. you know, there's limits. i have ironically just read...
0: positioned to draft Sam Howell's replacement, uh, at NC uh, at North Carolina to be the new quarterback <laughs> for them, which would be hilarious for Sam Howell to be replaced twice by the same guy.
1: I have just read. That uh, charges are expecting to interview Kellen Moore as well, which you you would argue that I'm sure. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think, they've got they've got nothing to lose by doing that. I
0: I think that's a professional courtesy, in my opinion. Yeah, I yeah, think that's a, we brought you over because the idea was you were going to succeed here and then get an opportunity to be a head coach somewhere. It didn't work out. You know, maybe it was our head coach and not you let's give you a head coach interview, at least one. That way you can say I've gotten one head coach interview. And that way, if you are tapped to do a head coach interview, I heard the Panthers, by the way, uh, are potentially interested in bringing Kellen Moore over as a head coach. Uh, yeah. So hooray for that. Um, but uh, yeah, so like, I think, I think it's a courtesy to interview Kellen Moore. I don't think he's the head coach of the Chargers. I don't think that's who they want. I think they want someone else, so. Yeah, I mean it's honestly, rich. though, I, I mean, I, I would be all over Vrabel. Like, it, it would not surprise me to see the Chargers put in a request to interview Mike Vrabel. If the Patriots move on from Bill Belichick, I 100% believe he go, Vrabel is, is the new Patriots head coach. It just makes too much sense to not happen. Like, he is, I don't want to say a Bill Belichick clone, but like.
1: He's, he's too good to not have a job for long,
0: put it that way. He's he's such a good I mean I think he really is a good coach. Yeah, he is not perfect, but I think he really is a good coach. He's a defensive coach. He came in under Belichick. Why wouldn't Kraft hire him and give him what he wants? Like it just makes too much sense for him not
1: to go to the Patriots, right? I mean, like
0: if we think about if he's to, there, the Chargers should absolutely pursue it as long as it's an option.
1: We talk about rebuilding. Um, I am convinced that we've seen the end of uh Austin Eckler. I don't think he yes. will come back. Um, think I think he I really fumbled don't.
2: that away at the end of that game. What was it? Three games
1: in a row with a fumble? But Talk, talk he's, about he's a rebuild. A talk about a rebuild. And I know they've got a really good rookie quarterback, but this is a team that went 4-12, and 4-13, 3-13, 10-7, Houston Texans. You know, they, they've turned it around this season. Um So there is no reason to suggest that we, whoever comes in to your point, John, that we can't have a winning record next season, um, because that has to be the minimum, really, if, if we're going to invest, um, well, it doesn't have to be the minimum, actually just play some competitive football. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think Houston uh, have had a great season compared to what (laughs) they they've been used to over the last uh four years four, uh four years um but i i don't know i just i just think there's there's, there's too much to fix in the charges i'm not being negative I'm just being realistic um i think the right thing to do for the charges is is get the right person as early as possible without panicking and, and just saying yes unless harbour goes away enjoys Is phenomenal uh 15-0 record his national championship title um and if he does pick up the phone in 10 days two weeks and i'm ready to go i think that's then when we just need to hit 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 go on on next season start looking at the draft where do we need to to prioritize defense offense i think it's a coin toss because we're we're so oh look at that (laughs) i think it's a coin toss because of um We've got so many problems. It's just its just ironic that we've, we've kind of fixed special teams and then defence and offence plummet. Um, Herbert will definitely be back. We don't know what's happening with Corey Lindsley, which is a massive problem. And I do believe that we need to bring a centre in because I don't think Will Clapp is is what we need. And
2: Will Clapp's a free agent as well. Yeah, I think he'll earth. be
1: gone. We've got a lot of
2: free agents looking at this list now. Go on, read about um, it, Dan. So uh, Esseng Bassi. Will Clapp, Michael Davis, Austin Eckler, Alex Erickson, Gerald Everett, Alohi Gilman, Will Greer, Jalen Guyton, Jalen Hawkins, Justin Hollins, Austin Johnson, Joshua Kelly, Dean Marlowe, Kenneth Murray, Tanner Muse, Eastern Stick, Cameron Tom, Nick Vanette, Nick Williams, and then a few restricted players, including. There's Dica.
1: there's twelve there's twelve players that ain't coming back. Kenneth Murray yeah. ain't coming back.
2: Alohi Gilman, I'd I'd like to see back. He really. Yeah. Improved this year, but is it is it just coincidental that he's improved in the year before a contract?
1: Joshua Kelly ain't always got to
2: be skeptical. Oh no, no. I I like Joshua Kelly,
1: but yeah. John, I know we said this last season. I think Mike Williams comes back purely because of the 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 actual shit show it is to actually get. get I think I think done but mm, yeah, um, I think, I think, and if
2: the first way to recoup some of that.
1: Cap. Yeah. I think if Bez Bez is on his way, he's trying to get on the show. Uh, I don't know if he's made it home in time, but I know he'd be the first person to drive Bose to wherever he wants to go. Um, From, from day one of us launching charge San at San Francisco, Bonds. probably. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's never, he's never been a fan. and, and uh, I think Bose has been a victim of, of his own success he seldom had well he had he had melvin ingram but in melvin ingram's last season he wasn't melvin ingram of old and bose was doing a lot on his own um i think we've got to bring mac back that's i'm not saying mac, Mac's mac gonna... and
2: tuipo were yeah.
1: playing well together as a pair i think Tui will 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 continue to learn from mac uh, Mac's had a phenomenal year is is the second highest sacks i think in the league um, I'm not saying he's gonna have the same success next year, but it, it'll. I think he's still got another, at least another year playing at a, a high level. Um, I'm not sure about Keenan, uh, but I think I think Eckler will be gone. Uh, I think Boza will be gone. Um, who knows? At some point, they're gonna have to move on anyway, and uh, we've we've got 40 million uh, of, of uh, you know over the cap that we need to sort out. So might be a good place to start. I mean, does, has anyone, have you, have you guys got a preference who you'd like to see coming in as the number one overall pick? Position? You don't need to name a player? Uh, there's
2: so many positions. There's so many positions. Um, There's so many positions that is it worth... Trading down a few spots and then picking up a couple of guys. But I mean, we've got next to no secondary. Um, so there, there's obviously a need there. Depends what we do with Keenan and Mike um, in terms of wide receiver. O line, we need a center. We could probably do with another garden tackle. Um, tight end. Tight end. Yep. Parham's still going, but.
1: I don't think you can rely on par in week in, week out, but... you got Brock Bowers is touted to be a top six pick from uh, Georgia, tight end. Um, Marvin Harrison would have, is, is, mm-hmm. is slated to go as a top top four or five. He's a wide out from Ohio State. But yeah, that that fully depends
2: on what you do with Allen and Williams, doesn't yeah, it,
1: it, it? Well, Quentin Johnson's going to bounce back next year. He'll, he'll have That's right, we've got Josh Palmer. It's fine. Yeah. Core, a fine
2: it. wide receiver three.
1: If we release Allen and Williams, our receiver core <laughs> is. I, don't, I I think
0: I think the most logical is you release Williams, you you extend um, Keenan Allen for a year or two because he can. I mean, the thing about Keenan Allen is his skill set is not predicated on speed; it's about his yeah, it's never been the speed catch. Well. So that's the kind of like that's the those are the kind of skills that you can. Kind of hold on to longer, you know what I mean? Like, if it if you were a jump ball specialist like Mike Williams, who as you can see his body can't handle anymore, yeah, thir- that 30 year old Cliff is massive. If he's a guy who relies on crazy speed like a Tyree hill you know, like if you re- if you relied on speed like that, that's when I would start getting worried about 30 years old, right? But for someone who works off movements and route running and release packages and fakes and all that stuff and body control, like yes injuries are going to be concerned moving forward he's going to continue to miss games it just is what it is at that age but you can still rely on him to be himself you know what i mean like so i think you have i would have absolutely no qualms and i would not worry one bit about extending uh um, no, no, i, I am year or two to give yourself cap relief you and then you release mike williams you you trade or cut bosa depending on what happened like if you could trade bosa and get you know a day to like a late day two pick or an early day three pick, I think you do it just to get some cap relief. You know what I mean? Like, and then I think you take Mac and you give him another year on his contract. He's got one. He's got next year. You add another year onto that and spread it out. And even if you've got to cut him after next year, you've at least spread it out a little bit and kick the kick that money down the road a little bit to when you're going to have a little bit more breathing room, right? So, I think you take care of those guys up front. You don't resign some of these guys who who are, who can eat up the cap like um like Austin Eckler or some stuff like that. Like I think there is a way to start to get CAP compliant without making too big of a sacrifice. Um, but you're gonna have to make some sacrifices along the roster in other places. But I think I think you I think there is ways to do it. Um, but I think if you I think you don't do anything that forces you to do anything in the draft, right? So if you want to cut Mike Williams, I don't know what the designations are going to have to be but I don't think you cut him if you can, or, you know, until the draft so that, you know, do I have a Michael Williams replacement or do I try to rely on him for another year? You know what let's, I mean?
1: Like. Let's just talk about no. Keenan Allen a moment. So you've got a veteran who averages 11.6 yards a reception this season. He averaged 11.5 yards, you know, just over 1200 yards. It's like you said, John, it's not about speed with Keenan. It's about situational awareness, about separation, he still got. He, he, he will if he stays healthy. I mean, he played thirteen games a season. He will one hundred percent say stays healthy and, and and stays in the form that he's, he has been in this year. He will go for over a thousand yards, and that that's invaluable, you know. Especially when you took it talking about a receiver call that's now going to be diminished because if if Mike's gone, you know QJ's a suspect. Um, we, we haven't got a, an established tight end as, as per se, but Keenan's still putting up those numbers. Um, maybe we do get him that digital, double digit touchdown reception, uh, year, but phenomenal. Uh, you know, that's this is gonna be what is fifth Pro Bowl in the last six years. Um, yeah, Con, Mr. Consistent, really. Um, you know, is I think for most of his career, I think at least 60% of his, his seasons, he's had over uh, 1,000 yards receiving. There's very few people who can do what he, he can do in the league consistently. And uh, it's just a shame that we're going to be saying goodbye to Mike Dubb because I, I think Mike was great when he was healthy. Really hard um, to defend against in those one-on-one situations. It was just we so intermittent,
2: on. wasn't it? And, yeah. so,
1: and, and so So full Dan, of hope. But Dan, so that is the potential, that, and that is the problem. The number one, forget injuries. The number one issue with the LA Chargers for a long, long time has been consistency. You know, just finding ways to lose. Um, it's just you know, even even going back to that amazing run we had with Philip Rivers when we got to the AFC Championship game, and then lo and behold, Rivers breaks down mechanically because he's. He's taking an injury. That's just that's just it. The, the, the teams that win Super Bowls have been consistent. Not necessarily the, the best overall, but they managed to stay injury free, they've managed to stay out of trouble. They've been lucky with the referees, uh, the the, the officials. And I think we've just got to find some so, some some rhythm, some consistency. And it's just a shame that our really, if you if you think about it, our only consistent player of this season, has been Khalil Mack. You know, not, not even not even Rashawn Slater at left tackle has, has been consistent throughout the year. He's had a few blips, you know, and partly because we've had a little bit of a revolving door again up front, uh, you know, with Will Clapp coming in. But that's really disappointing. I mean, Derwin James, for me, is, is arguably the most disappointing player of the season. Apart from the last two games.
2: Last two games, graded 88.4 and 78.6. Absolutely wild. Getting that that
1: but kind of just... He, but go, the go, of, be doing James. We know how good D- James is. You know, he's, mm. he, he's getting paid a lot of money. He Magic. should be playing like that all yeah. season. Now, look, John will probably... I know what John's going to say here. Arguably, he's playing too many positions. You know, we've got the Brandon Staley factor. Maybe he'll come back next season. And I, John, I think if you heard last week's podcast or the week week before I actually said Derwin James just needs to play in one or two positions instead of trying to make him that gadget man, you know, in, in the backfield, because that can't help your mindset. When, you, when you, you, you're trying to be prolific at every position, you, you don't get a quarterback punting the football. The quarterback's a quarterback. Let, 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 let doing james play to his strengths but that means building around him and that that's another you know that's another issue that the the gm and the new head coach you've got to find out uh sort out should i say god it sounds more complicated than uh <laughs> the us elections or or brexit this <laughs> it is it's more important and impactful in my i i agree
0: <laughs> um, is- i will say this I'll say this one parting note on this discussion before we close out for the day. Um, I am personally one who likes to, I I use data and analysis as much as I can. And and one of the data points I I, I refer to a lot as at least a starting point are people who, who literally their livelihood depends on knowing about football. And that's sports betting, right? The casinos, online betting, like they make their living off Sports and understanding how it works and, and being tapped in, right, tagged in to things. Right now, Jim Harbaugh is betting betting numbers as for what who he's the head coach of for next year. And this is if he's going to coach in the NFL. it's does not take into account. There's no betting numbers for him going back to college. But his his NFL team, the top three teams are the Patriots, the Falcons, and the Chargers. But not in that order. Chargers are the number one team. One, it was, it was plus
1: plus three hundred when I looked last. Well, well, it's
0: it's well minus three hundred is what you mean. Yes, so yes, sir, yeah. they're at minus three hundred, and the next closest is Atlanta at plus at plus. So that's three hundred to get to zero plus seven hundred. So that's a thousand point difference between the Chargers and the next closest team. And again, a more smoke of it's either Chargers or. Or he goes back to Michigan, and I, I believe that's the decision for him: is does he want to coach the Chargers or does he want to go back to Michigan? So, I I personally welcome and honor our new overlord, Jim Harbaugh. So,
1: yeah, who knows? Who knows? So that's it. Um That's the end of the Chargers season. I'm sure we're we'll back in a few weeks. How long till the it.
2: draft? <laughs>
0: Oh, I've, oh, are you kidding me? It's, it's, been a, bit it's been
1: a bit about months. About
0: 15
2: what? weeks. One it? of my
0: favourite times of the year. I love draft season, baby. <laughs> it's well, time for I, me
2: to catch up on the college season and my, try and figure out who some of these players are.
1: My, uh, my favourite bit of the draft is when everyone gets hyped up and then you sign a number one overall pick that's absolutely garbage, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> it always happens. Never trust the draft. Definitely um, don't let- trade up.
2: To the number one pick, giving up way, way too much, isn't that right?
0: Yeah, it's a gamble. Don't give up the number one overall pick.
1: That's mm. that's what it would be mine, <laughs> just to get a top ten Shocking. pick. <laughs> Guys, uh, <laughs> we've not we've not been tweeting too much because uh, I'll be honest, Twitter's absolutely horrendous at the moment. Um, it's just one of the most bad, dreadful but... social media platforms ever. I I've I for a guy that's been using Twitter for over 10 years, I, I'm just completely lost. It's just the messaging gets lost that the engagement rates are really low. So it's like, if we, if we tweet, you might see us. If not, you probably won't. Cause you've probably got a thousand adverts. Um, Blue sky socials are way ahead. Isn't it done? Oh, for sure. For sure. But you can find us. enzo 85 John's at Adroit Airs and UK LA Chargers. You've been listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. We'll be back in a few weeks. Bolt up. Bolt up.
2: This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up.